0: Hello, I'm Brock. And I'm Betsy. And this is Mountain Home Stories, your community podcast. Where we talk to the people and local businesses that make Mountain Home, Mountain Home. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mountain Home Stories podcast. I am Brock Cherry, Community Development Director for the City of Mountain Home. And unfortunately, my fearless co-host, Betsy Hiddleston, is out of the office today, but I have the one and only Chris Curtis, our Assistant City Planner. How are you today, Chris? I am doing great. I just hope I can feel Betsy's shoes. (laughs) They're big shoes. They are. (laughs) And they may be uncomfortable shoes. Well. (laughs) You don't know Chris that well. Yeah, I'm not going there. No. (laughs) But. Um, we, we do miss Betsy, but I'm glad to have Chris on. And today we have a very awesome guest. Um, <laughs> he is the man behind Mountain Home's first trade school, first adult training academy. I'm talking about the Mountain Home Adult Training Training Academy, acronym Mahata, because you matter at Mahata. That's right. <laughs> I may have been... Pushing that on the school to take that <laughs> as, you as, should be. as their slogan, but I think it has a ring to it. So today we have Mr. David Porter. How are you, David?
1: I am well, thank you, and I'm glad to be here.
0: We are certainly glad for you to be here. So, David, the first question that we ask everyone is, in your experience with Mountain Home, mm-hmm. I think now you have fairly routine visits. Yes, very routine. You've come to know our wonderful community we have. is. What do you see as a Mountain Home gem? Like what is something in Mountain Home where you're like, man, this is nice? Uh, I think with
1: most community, Mountain Home gem is the people, the people we interact with. Uh, uh, Dan and I didn't quite make it over to Mountain Home, but we stopped in at uh, Perkins there in the Burley area. And we got ready to pay our bill, and it was paid for us. And we see the same thing happens at Stoney's. People will come by because we have our hats on. The hat says that he was in the Vietnam War and I was in the post-Cold War era. That just means we're old. We're not asking them to pay for our (laughs) meals. But they do. And they don't even acknowledge who they are. So we wind up talking to the waitress, and they won't give it up. And so we're just honored that people recognize the fact that we did go off and serve, and and part of their appreciation, and they'll – a and we see the same thing in the Mountain Home area. Uh, folks come up, smile, and say, hi, you know, thank you for your service. And, uh, and that's special. You don't see that everywhere. Not everywhere in Idaho. We see it more in Idaho than where I grew up in Georgia. Far more here in Mountain Home than other places.
0: Well, and I'm glad that's something you see. I know that's something that Mayor Sykes always points out. Absolutely. It he is... didn't share his
1: food with me, by the way, today. He was at the <laughs> Stonics. We were there. But he was almost done. He
0: was. <laughs> he was.
1: He was there the day when we went in, and I spoke with him. And he didn't offer us any food, but he, he was pretty much done with it, though. Well,
0: <laughs> I, I know he takes pride in knowing that, hey – we take care of our service members and i know and we are an air force town and uh, it is when we have a deep military history throughout all the branches and the way he sees it is we are stewards of these service members right we take care of them so they can worry about taking care of us
1: we appreciate it by the way i never obviously served in mountain home because i was navy the the real branch but <laughs> you know, and, and we have with us even though he's not mic'd up his dad was a marine but uh, the Air Force community I grew up in one in uh, Warner Robins, Georgia, Robins Air Force Base. So I certainly know the, the the history of a town like that and the way people are, and it's usually a good place to live. You yeah. just enjoy it.
0: It is. So what we want to know is kind of your background. Sure. Um, we know Porter House. We know you have an amazing presence in Southeast, Ider, in Southeast Idaho, right. um, where I come from. I'm a Southeast Idaho boy. Right. Uh, there in Shelly um, but we want to know kind of your upbringing okay how Porterhouse came to be and then how did you guys stumble upon us here
1: so <laughs> okay so it starts out uh, it may surprise you I'm one of 13 children uh, wow. so I grew up in Georgia uh, I'm number seven and I'm the seventh boy and the 11th son so I'm the 7 eleventh but I'm not a gambler but I guess those are good numbers and so I grew up in Georgia um, Uh, The area, as I mentioned, was Warner Robins, Georgia. Mm -hmm. It's uh, where the Robins Air Force base, the town I grew up in, was Perry, Georgia. Uh, My brothers, I have uh, four of them that also were servicemen. I have a sister that's a service person as well. Mm -hmm. And so what was interesting, I guess, for me, uh, in high school and stuff, I – I guess since we're telling all, I guess, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I was high school class president. I was student body class president. I was football captain. I I could go through a list. I was All-American. So certainly sports was a big, important thing to me. And I went off to college, and it just wasn't for me. And so after spending a year, uh, my wife and I, we had been dating for a couple of years, and we got married because we thought we believed the idea Two people can live cheaper than one. By the way, for all you listen, that's a lie. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. Two people cost twice as much to live, but we thought that was the case, and after starving for about three months, I decided to go into the Nuclear Navy Program. And so from the Nuclear Navy Program, um, when I completed the initial portion of it, I had a choice of Idaho, Connecticut, and New York. And being from Georgia, I'm thinking, I'm not going to New York for sure, New York's too much like Connecticut, so what did I have a choice of? (laughs) Idaho, and so that's how I ended up in Idaho. It was not going to New York, not going to Connecticut. Um, In my naval career, I had a really successful career. I um, I spent most of my time at the Naval Prototype Training Unit in Idaho Falls. Um, Out of nine years, I spent seven and a half, so that's most of a career. That's kinda unique, usually you have more of a ratio Of more sea time than you do on shore duty Uh, Idaho was such a unique situation at the time I was in it was really hard to get people to come to Idaho Mm -hmm. and so since I had been to Idaho it was an easy fix to go when do you want to go back I'm thinking that's a (laughs) trick question right and so I left the submarine in the midst of a uh, a mission which not normally done but I had got of course authorization and I left them in Norway to come back to Idaho and I'm thinking Norway, I don't know, is that a mm-hmm. good trade off? Because obviously it's very cold in Norway as well. Uh, but we weren't on a remote uh, Texas, there was a Texaco oil pier that we were there on. You know, and, and those places don't get too far into <laughs> nothing competition, then we have to get in trouble. I right. have to get the Marine to <laughs> shoot somebody or something. <laughs> so, but um, from that, um, after I came back from um no way i ended up in idaho and then i left idaho when you look at the extremes idaho phoenix arizona was my first job i took after the mm-hmm. navy yeah i remember going in for my interview on uh, the day i went in on the interview it was uh april and it's 115 degrees right and so the folks in uh arizona and phoenix are walking around in t-shirts and shorts i'm with my suit on the know, three-piece suit because that's the way you dress and by the way in idaho it was gold (laughs) so they kind of thought i was strange because i'm walking around sweating with this suit on the first day but they did hire me and so i kind of worked in the industry so i had worked in the nuclear navy i'd worked in the Commercial nuclear sector, and I thought, well, the only piece that I haven't had a chance to work in is the Department of Energy. Mm -hmm. And so my family, my folks were still alive at the time, back in Georgia. We actually went from Phoenix back to uh, the Augusta, Georgia area, and I worked Mm -hmm. at the Department of Energy. Uh, And then I kind of was restless with that. I got this thing. This is something I have down already. I can do this, I think. And so what I thought was, oh, why don't I try this as a consultant? Mm -hmm. So after three years uh, in Georgia, so a total of seven years out of the Navy, I decided let's give this porterhouse thing a a try. But I didn't jump out there without some parachute. Uh, The idea was I decided two years before I decided to make my break, I tested the warders to see what was out. And it came back favorable. And so now uh, we've been in business now for 26 years. Um, excuse me of that time um, in 2012 in Shelley, we actually started our first adult training Academy and the way that came about my wife and I Catherine my wife of and a couple of were um, our anniversary is ground the day after Groundhog Day because it comes over and over and over right Groundhog (laughs) Day and so at that point um, this will be our 45th anniversary uh, we decided we wanted to go back and learn Spanish. She was president of the Spanish club. She actually was, it may have sounded like I was successful in all that in high school. She was even far better. She was like commander, chief, and all those things in charge of all those programs. She was president of all these clubs, and one of them was Spanish club. So mm-hmm. she goes, why don't we learn Spanish? We're in Shelley." Yeah. And, and we go to the Shelley High School and say, hey, we want to learn Spanish. Don't you have a Spanish teacher, Spanish That's class? Cool. Right? They go, we can't afford to do that. And so from that, we go, why don't we do it ourselves? Me and Catherine and I go out and find someone to teach Spanish for us. And that was the genesis of the Shelley Adult Training Academy. From that, we started adding programs. We have a number of programs that I think are fairly successful. And those started, again, from people coming to us and saying, hey, you guys know how to do this. Why don't you teach somebody else? So that's kind of hopefully I know a lot, but trying to explain the things that i have done so far. Right
0: on. That's awesome. So what does – Porterhouse look like today as far as Shelley and all of the course offerings
1: yeah and so what's interesting is what started out as learning Spanish for us uh, today in uh, Shelley of course we have a program so when you talk about Porterhouse we, we talk about it in two veins one is consulting mm-hmm. and so on the consultant side um, maybe folks have heard of the small modular reactors and they're doing all these great things. Well, Porterhouse is a part of that. Mm-hmm. We're not one that you're going to probably see in the press, but we're actually on the ground level developing the training for the small reactor operators. Mm-hmm. We're actually doing that training in Shelley, even as we speak. Uh, there's one called Pele, which will be for the Army, and there's another one called Marvel. And so we're doing the testing and training for those on the <laughs> consultant side. Mm-hmm. And then the school side, uh, we have – as I mentioned to you probably before Brock uh, I, I see us as Adult Training Academy and then you pick the location so there's a Shelley Adult Training Academy now there's a Mountain Home Adult Training Academy we just went last week to Carlsbad so I see a Carlsbad uh, you know so there's a list of Adult Training Academies and when we look at Porterhouse we started myself and my wife were the only two members of the team now we're up to about 25 and so we got the consulting piece, and then we have the Shelley Adult mm-hmm. Training Academy. And within the academy, we have apprenticeship programs, we have the technology program, we actually have safety classes, and then we also have professional development. So, those are four facets of the Adult Training Academy mm-hmm. in Shelley. And uh, I'm proud to say right now, the city of Blackfoot is our customer. So I'm certainly going to be talking to the male sales and say, hey, you know, you want to keep up with Blackfoot? (laughs) So what they're doing is uh, Dan, um, uh, Dan's a certified safety professional. I didn't mention that. We both are certified safety professional. Uh, He has the the designation of certified safety professional. Mine is safety management specialist. So we're board certified in that program. And uh, the city of Blackfoot, we, we did a couple of classes for them, uh, actually three classes, and then Mayor Carroll, the mayor there, came and said, hey, I want you guys to sit down and look and tell us what, we, what you think we need. Mm-hmm. We said, well, really, a safety culture. Every city needs to have a very good safety culture so the the employees as well as the inhabitants of that city feel safe based on the activity of, of what the city employees do. So we're putting together... They've been our customer now for three years, probably with the schedule we have, it probably five to six years. Uh, we also, uh, one of the uh, manufacturing facilities there, like um, uh, Marathon here, mm-hmm. a, it's called uh, Yellowstone Plastic. Those folks, again, started with the OSHA 10 class with us now, and we're doing leadership academies for the Leadership academy is a 16-week program where they come back and we deal – so much so, um, the success of Porter House is that uh, we did Leadership Academy with some folks from Yellowstone Plastic. We met with that manager about three or four weeks ago. He goes, David. We want to do, consider that 101. We like the results of that, but we want more. So we're doing a 201 with them, and another group's going through the Leadership Academy. So I think one of the things I would tell you that uh, our success is the repeat business. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, if you give us the opportunity, whether you come as a student like your brothers and your cousin did, mm-hmm. or if you come as a customer, we treat you the same. We want you to come enjoy the experience. Hopefully, if you talk to them, uh, And you ask them, well, what about the class? When I was in there, I try to make sure we enjoy it. You definitely learn the trade, but I want you to enjoy it because it should be fun. And that's the other thing is to I want them to realize they're adults. I know when I was in college and I went back and finished my degree, heck, I'm a slow guy. So it took me to 40 to finish as an environmental engineer. That's because I had a family and all that. And that's one of the other Mm -hmm. things we're trying to do with our academies is I don't want you to have to choose. I don't want you to have to choose between your family and your education. Uh, as we talked about, the Rheological control technician, which is one of our popular programs, it's a four-month program. That's really just a little over a semester, and it's making a significant difference in people's lives. They still have a life when they're doing it, and yet it makes a significant difference in their lives after they get it done. And we talked about it, and we'll probably talk a little bit more about some of the choices they have to make. Mm-hmm. So that's Porterhouse. In a, in a, in, I'll answer any question you got on that.
0: In a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a ton to unpack. Yeah, it is. It's a lot to unpack. Um, but I, I kind of want to break it down sure. for for our listeners because um, Porter House and its partnership with the city and Mountain Home, um, and the goal that we both have is yeah. workforce development. We yes. We want to get better opportunities. Yes to those coming out of high school, but also non-traditional students. Correct. Um, We have people that come out of the Air Force who are looking at a a new job field, and we have a bunch of different opportunities, and Porterhouse kind of fills this niche. So really what's happening is we have a established private training academy Mm -hmm. um, who is expanding out of Southeast Idaho. Right. We're working on having our permanent Mountain Home, Idaho campus. And we'll get
1: it. It's going to happen. And
0: we are getting there. And and I want to take this time to give a shout out is that it really takes a village yes. to get there. Yeah. Because I remember when I first met, not with you, but with Jamal. Jamal and, and Dan, Dan. And, and Dan. 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 Right. And Dan was there, and they were just passing through Mountain right. Home, and they asked for half an hour of our time, and we were sitting in the same room that we're in today, and right. we kind of, and they said, what can we do for it? And I'm like, build me a school. Yep.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the same thing you said to me. And I said, that's doable, right?
0: It, you did. You you did. And it's been two and a half years in the making. Mm-hmm. Um, and we um, introduced you to Mirazim mm-hmm. Shakori, who right. is a property owner and um, a longtime investor in the city of Mountain Home. And yep. you guys hit it off.
1: Yes, we did.
0: Um, and then... You guys decided that, hey, we have this wonderful building downtown, which is the Bells Building, which at the time was owned by the Urban Renewal Agency. Mm -hmm. And it was like, what if we had a school there? Right. And then it became a proposal. Right. (laughs) Quickly. It did. And then it went to um, the Urban Renewal Agency, and they liked what they saw, and then the proposal was submitted. Yeah. And then it was... I guess we're gonna build a school, but not only do we want to have a school, we want to have some commercial offerings right. downtown, yep. and that's kind of the story. I want to make sure that the citizens of Mountain understand of what's happening with the Bell's building. Right, is that it's designed to obviously host you. Yep. Um, I and I know that Mirazim believes in you, and he yep. wants to get off the ground. And right. It's a passion project of his. And it is. So. Here in Mountain Home, the plan for Mahata, the Mountain mm-hmm. Home Adult Training a- Academy, is you're planning on offering all of your apprenticeship programs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, with an instructor here, mm-hmm. but also with the ability that um, both students in Shelly and Mountain Home, if they need to do some online stuff, listen Correct. to some online lectures, that they can have people there. But, but I think the thing that's most important is they will be dealing with people. They Correct. will be working with people.
1: Yeah, they won't have a case, and there's I won't mean, mention names of school, but there are schools where uh, they'll clout that they'll have 500 students in an apprenticeship program. Mm-hmm. I go, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many instructors do you have? One. What? One. And what happens is the instructor uh, posts, here's the homework for the night, here's the thing, and it might include watching some uh, YouTube videos uh, reading these things, doing these things, and then post them back, mm-hmm. and you do that your entire time. Right. You're not interfacing with the instructor at all. Uh, matter of fact, there's an instructor that has contact- contacted us from one of those schools that says, mm-hmm. "If you'll have me, we'll we'll come to work for you because you actually deal with students.
0: Yeah.
1: I deal with paper. You know, they get the paper, and usually there's a college assistant uh, te- teaching aid, teaching assistant." that grades them. So even that person really did not really grade them, it just signs them, and then and that's it. And then the whole four years of school, they really never interface. And another thing I think we wanna make sure we mention here, one of the unique things about our Adult Training Academy, we allow your experiences to be counted right? You may have learned it on the farm in Rigby, Rexburg, Ryrie, Roberts. We got a lot of others over there in the Snake River <laughs> Valley. A lot of them. I don't know if I got them all. But uh, you may have learned it somewhere. If you're able to take that knowledge and demonstrate it, we're going to give you credit. And the way, give you the example. Typically for an electrician, it takes four years of apprenticeship to become a German electrician plus take the exam, right? Then there's two pieces. You got to have 8,000 hours on-the-job training, plus you got to have some words of 600 hours, 640 hours in our program to be able to complete the apprenticeship program and sit and take the journeyman's exam. Now, that four years, if you're working overtime, right, and you're getting more than 2,000, you can count up to 3,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right off the bat, instead of taking two, 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 and two for eight, three, three, and two more... I finished it in two and a half years just by my on-the-job training. But don't forget, you still got your 640 hours you got to get over here. There is no time limit for us on when you can do those. So if you're one of those to pick up the book and read it and understand those questions and all you do is say, I'd like to challenge that exam, we let you do it. You pass it, you get credit, you're done. So if you get your 640 and your 8,000 hours before the four years, you, my friend, are, get to sit for the journeyman's exam. And we prepare you for that. So you're getting it done a lot quicker. We got an individual right now in our program over there. All the colleges other than us have told yeah, you got to start over. This individual had 10 years of experience. It just wasn't all journeyman related. Well, we looked at it, and it'll take six months in our program Mm because we want to truly look at it. We don't want to be flipping about it. But after six months, we looked at it and said, okay, dude, you're at the point where it's only going to take you two and a half years. He loves it. And I said, that two and a half years really is really based on your on-the-job training hours. If you get your uh, related training classes, the courses, done before that, all we're doing is sitting there waiting on you to hit that 8,000-hour point. At that point, you can sit for the journeyman exam and be a licensed journeyman, electrician in all of the United States. Right. Our programmers are U.S. Department of Labor. All the rest of the school, local state schools are only in the state of Idaho.
0: So what does that mean?
1: That means you could get a job anywhere in the United States or any of our territories without having to worry about the fact you don't meet the requirements. This so is USD program.
0: If I went to Manhattan. Yeah. Um, and I become a journeyman plumber through yep. Mahatta, Yep. I can go to Montana.
1: Montana. You can go to and Missouri. They will you can my go to Maine.
0: Maine. Hawaii. Hawaii. Let's get <laughs> you can go
1: to the you can go to the Philippines the American territories. So
0: and here's because some private universities, sure, private college, yeah, uh, private institutions, um, which when they're private, we think about, well, they're just money makers, <laughs> right? But what I'm hearing is you, um, the student experience is paramount. It is for you. You bet. You want to get them trained up as fast as you can. You bet. Which other places you think they're maybe an incentive to keep them around for a while it is i experienced it with my son um (laughs) but but let's talk about tuition yeah what does that look like
1: so the tuition that we have is for instance in the um programs for the uh uh apprenticeship program right you said there was 160 hours Mm -hmm. right now 160 hours costs you sixteen hundred dollars it didn't take a math genius. That's $10 an hour. That's go awesome. look at the universes and see what they have. You're probably over $150, I bet. Just go look. You can go check, but I bet it's not $10 an hour.
0: And I think you're getting $100 bucks a credit. That's a deal. Yeah, that's, huh? yeah. that's pretty awesome. Well, right and the
1: idea, too, is remember, this is where you're being paid to work. One of the things, too, that uh, attribute to our program, Dan's really uh, good in this, and Jamal as well, as. When we're out selling our safety classes, we're also saying, hey, by the way, we have this student, Brock Cherry over here, that wants to be an electrician. He hadn't found a job yet. Do you have any spots for electricians? Mm-hmm. For electrician mm-hmm. apprentices. We're gonna make sure he gets his related training hours. Here's his curriculum. You can look at it and see if there's anything you think we need to add. And by the way, if and, and if you see where his performance, so each month we check to see what that individual uh, apprentice has completed both on a skill level but also to on a behavior level mm-hmm. uh, from and then we tr- we uh, correct those in the classroom, right? That way it didn't take away from their d- bottom line, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to spend the time right. training and, and uh, that's what we try to tell these companies, don't spend your money doing what we can do for you. I can't do the things you do to make money, but I can train them. And we have qualified and trained people to do that. And so we want to make sure that when they get through with the program, that individual can do that job. And when they get ready to sit for their journeyman's exam, it's a breeze because they've taken all those exams.
0: So we talked about at the very beginning that Mountain Homes Military Town, we have our gunfighters. We love them. Yes. Um, A lot of veterans come here. Right. This is where they want to retire and this is where they want to be. Um, are you cleared with GI Bill, those type monies?
1: Yes. So <clears throat> what we are, we are uh, approved through the Veteran Administration Services. Mm-hmm. Um, the Radiological Control technicianship Program, we just had two graduates. One, by the way, just to kind of give you a flavor for how things are, this individual has a successful career in the Army. I won't hold it against him since i Navy guy. <laughs> but he actually got out and they hired him as a supervisor for the TSA, right, the Transport mm-hmm. Security Administration, at the airport. So he's a supervisor. Most people would say that's a pretty good deal. Well, the folks from Los Alamos with this same 18-year-old offered him $18,000 a year more, and he did it in that four-month class. And by the way, not only did he leave, he actually took one of his supporters with him who was in the same class, and they went to Los <laughs> Alamos. So, yeah, it's, it's a case where our tuition – um, when you look at the value for what you're spending, even with a radiological control technician, um, they spend 320 hours. That class is $3,500, right? not even $15 an hour. Great. Awesome. Break out your phone and check it out. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's definitely a case where uh, we see a value for the training, but we want it to be affordable.
0: Well, in, on on that note, so... Um, in December, we had the opportunity to interview president Gordon Jones. He's with the college of Western Idaho. Mm -hmm. And he's like, at the end of the day, it's about affordability and employability. Correct. Um, and some of the cool things they're doing and don't get me wrong. I, I love education. I went through the traditional college route. I have a master's degree. I spent six years in school. Um, but that's not for everyone. No. And it's certainly not the answer for everyone. No. And it's certainly not the answer for someone who has no idea of what they want to do. Well, someone
1: who has a great point average
0: can't get into college. <laughs> or if they barely right. do. And then they do poorly. And they're paying right. tuition and taking right. out student loans. And there needs to be a diversity of training options. And by golly, when it's student-focused and when it's focused on affordability and employability, mm-hmm that's good for everyone that's good for the economy that's good for students that's good for business owners right um, and what with, with what I see and you know and you mentioned that and and I want people to know that when Jamal and Dan came and visited me I had no idea that they right. came from the same institution I have two younger brothers right um, that went through their rad tech program correct and both of them had tried college out it really wasn't for them Um, and these guys are smart um, a lot smarter than me on a lot of things you know all of us have different talents and they went through this program which was a couple months a certification program right and they at that time it was a couple years ago right um, you know, coming out making $60,000, $70,000 right. $70, a year. Yeah, sixty-three about that. And yeah. I remember coming out of <laughs> graduate school <laughs> with tens of thousands of dollars of debt yeah. to my first planning job making nineteen fifty an hour. And I remember being like, I now? made a mistake. <laughs> you know, granted, you know, things work out differently. And I remember them saying, well, Brock. Yeah. You can always go to Shelley and go to the school. But I can tell you that they have fulfilling careers. They take care of their mm-hmm. families. They mm-hmm. have work life balance. And and I believe that's what um, Porterhouse has to offer, not only with the Rad Tech program, but right. man, we need plumbers. We need electricians. Electricians, HVAC. Age age One of the things you mentioned that you, the other professor or the other president
1: mentioned, and I agree with him, it's certainly affordability and employability. And the thing is, I think what they're going to see is, as I say, myself, uh, Jamal, Dan, typically we're out there marketing to sell product, but we're marketing and selling our students. Um, the folks that are coming up from Los Alamos, I work with the manager that's in, char- or in charge of the entire program. I call them and say, hey, we got these kids. Come look at them. Right? We're going to promote our students as much
0: as we can. You know, if you're not affiliated with Mountain Home Air Force Base, mm-hmm. um, generally... Um, through the data we have the average household in mountain home earns together with two people working yeah. approximately $50,000 a year.
1: Yeah, I would say 60 but that's that's what kind of what I was yeah, thinking around
0: at. there. But you know if we can get one of those earners right, 60, right. one of those earners 70 one of those right. earners 80 um you know the ability to maybe both people don't have to work maybe you don't have to pay right. for child care right um the savings that can be there and I, I know with the City of Mountain Home, with the mayor and our city council, they just want to give people options. They right. want to give people opportunities. And Mahata, um, the Mountain Home Adult Training Academy, the investment you've made, that Mirazim has made, the um, decision that the Urban Renewal Agency has mm-hmm. made, um, that there could be something very special, very something very um, significant of value for our residents. And I'm so excited that you guys are here Um, And I want people to know that you're here, that the building's not done, but you guys are offering classes right now, correct? Correct. That's a fact. Awesome. So if I'm listening to this, and this sounds pretty good, who do I need to get in contact
1: with? Well, the easiest thing to do is I went down today to make sure, again, (laughs) the number you see in the temporary location there on Mm -hmm. uh, 160 or 170 North Main Street, the number's 208 you call that number, it'll ring in my office. It'll ring to me because even though you're calling from Mountain Home, I want to know that you call or if I'm not available, Dan or someone, and they'll take care of you to get you registered. So what we've done is because of the unique situation where the supply chain is why the building's not done, mm-hmm. uh, you know and I know that Marisine yes. put down the money up front. <laughs> oh, boy. So the cash was there. It was a cashier's check for that 2 point something million dollars so the schools built or schools paid for folks we're just waiting on supplies and since we are we've actually went to open enrollment because we don't want to penalize our student no. if you're ready to go we're ready to go right on we will have the instructor get together and we met with one of our instructor Mike straight who lives here mm-hmm. uh, Rick Park who lives here. we met with both of them today and said hey if we get students, we're going and we'll catch all the numbers up and make everything cuz most of the apprenticeship program, as you know, are four years if you mm-hmm. just do the bare minimum. By the way, we're going to push you. I, I don't want any of them to take four years. I really don't. Because four years says you're just doing the bare minimum. And if you start out with that attitude, I, that, that's not the product we want to create. I want the, the folks that are going to finish. I want the folks that uh, employer looks at and says, wow, they're only in 10, week 10 out of 16, and they're answering all our questions wonder what they're going to do in those other six weeks. Get better. Get better than the other average guys that come out. As I say, you got to have a 3-2 to be average in our program. Mm-hmm. That's the passing level. And, and so every class that shows up there, I ask them. I look them in the eye, who's going to be first? <laughs> I don't want to know who's going to be last. Who's going to be first? Because I'm going to hold you to it. When you start sloughing off, your grades come down, and I'm going to come up and say, remember when you told me you're going to be first? What are you doing to do that? Just saying that it's not doing, you actually perform. Awesome.
0: So. Well, David, I thank you for being here, you and Dan. Sure. Um, I'm excited to see what the future brings. And Chris, do you have any final thoughts?
1: I was just going to ask if you have a website that people we do. can go look at. We do. So, one of the things that um, there is a Mahata website is Mountain Home, keeping the name, mm-hmm. ATA for Adult Training Academy.com.
0: Awesome. Mountain Home, ATA. Com. Dot com. Yes, sir. That's awesome. That's easy. Yep. Well, well, hopefully yeah. that's easy. That's what we're it trying is. to make it. <laughs> it is.
1: The Shelly one is Shelly ATA. So we're, we're going to use the name of the town because we want some part of this school. We want it to be a thing that people are proud of in Mountain Home. Absolutely. That's the thing. When, they, when folks come to visit or they're talking to their friends, they're talking to them, you got to come see our school you got to come do these things. When we do the graduations for the folks over there, it's amazing to look on. I've had grandmas that are like here. You know, you know I never thought David or whoever that individual was was going to really get it. It's this school gave him something because it's a, it's a short enough period of time you can, you can see a vision of being done. Four years is a long time. As, yeah. you, as yeah. you know, yeah. as I know, because I didn't finish my degree till I was 40. Mm-hmm. So it was a very long time. Uh, but the idea of four months or shorter duration program, even the apprenticeship, when you realize you don't have to take four years mm-hmm. and get that same right. financial boost from it. And as you say, the sense of pride to be able to say, you know, in the city of Mountain Home, we have this many electricians. We have this many master electricians. And you have this many carpenters. So that if Boise starts to spill over and they go, well, we're going to spill the other way because they got resources, mm-hmm. we want them to spill this way. Or at least give Martin Home the opportunity to say, we don't want to do that. <laughs> right. right? But we have the resources, but we don't
0: want to. Well, that sounds like a great deal sounds amazing. For us. Yep, sounds amazing. And, again, I thank you for... Uh, Uh, Your time and thanks for feeling for helping us feel like we matter. You do (laughs) matter at Mahatta. That's That's a (laughs) fact. All right. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mount Home Stories. If you have any comments or recommendations for future episodes, please email us at mhed at mountain-home.us. Until next time.